I'm Joshua Simon. I'm Sam Joe. And we are the, the SG Boys. Boys. That little gay podcast from Singapore. Subscribe and find us on Instagram at the SG Boys. Alright, we are here and we're ready to party. <laughs> that was so loud. You, you just like cracked open a beer. What is that? Mm, it's my favorite drink from 7-Eleven actually. It's a Suntory Strong Zero. Wow. Have you had it before? No. It's yeah. very tasty. Just it's, try it. Don't worry. I've had COVID already. So I'm immune. Just <laughs> try it. There's Japanese words Put it in your everywhere. Mouth. There's uh, Sing, which I think it's in kanji. Okay, new? I guess it's new. <laughs> <laughs> Alcohol 9%. It's lime flavored Suntory. Try it. Um, Josh doesn't it's like, like soda. It. It's like a gin tonic. Kind of. To this day, right, because it's all covered in Japanese, I don't know mm-hmm. what the base alcohol is. <laughs> um, it could be gin, it could be vodka, but it's so nicely flavored. So it's basically flavored like alcohol, and it's like a very sensible nine percent. Mm-hmm. A sensible nine percent. Sensible. I tell you, it creeps up on you because you you're like you're chugging like you know can after can, and it's like kind of like sweet and balanced. Right. I feel like our drinks say a lot about us. So you've got your alcohol. Um, yeah. Rachel has ayataka. <laughs> Also, yes. Jap- also Japanese Also uh, very sensible yes. yes No sugar green tea We love We stand And I have Soy milk Hi soy. Yeah I mostly drink like Soy milk Oat milk Does anyone even drink dairy anymore? I feel like everyone's gravitated Towards the Oatly's Milk alternatives Yeah right? I still do but As I've gotten older I feel like my body is just less tolerant you know Ooh, you, you yeah. actually develop yes, lactose yes. intolerance as you grow older mm-hmm. like you know I'm I've, not sure I'm about always that. bloating and then I'm like hey maybe it's the milk that I'm drinking in the middle of the night all the time yeah there's a type of protein that exists in some milk that's a root cause of people's lactose intolerance and it belongs to certain cows so only certain cows like produce it or whatever yeah, anyway, that's what I'm trying to say. So I don't know what you're trying to say. Hey, look, I actually grew up drinking a lot of HL milk. I'm not drunk yet, guys. I, I am not, I promise. That's the reason why I'm tall. Hashtag tall in more ways, as the sugar babes would say. Oh, okay. <laughs> Alright, so we just wanna like catch up with each other. I think it's overdue. Um we've mm. been going hard on this podcast, having incredible guests on. I think it'll be great for us, um, Rachel included our comms manager, our momager, <laughs> to, you know, like, just sit around the campfire, um, in this case, our beverages, and just, yeah. like, catch up on each other's lives. Because a lot's happened since we've just hung out. So much has happened. Yeah. So, so much. Rachel has moved in with her partner. She started a new business. Sam Joe is now Jojo Saint... Sam Claire? Saint Claire? Sam Claire. Sam Claire. <laughs> pun on Saint Claire. Thanks for picking that up. Yeah. Yeah, you're doing drag? I mean, I... Who would have I, thought, right? I don't want to say yeah. that we didn't see this coming. <laughs> <laughs> you know? You did? What gave it away? And you you also moved into like a new apartment away from your family. Yeah. I mean, I love my family, but I just felt like it was time to spread my wings and, you know, strike out on my own a little bit. I mean, I'm not getting any younger. I'm 35 next year, guys. I'm turning 32 and right? I'm thinking of moving in. And I also just came back from Seoul, Korea. So my first vacation in three years. <gasps> Has it been that long? Three years? Three years, yeah. Since the start of the pandemic, 2019. Yeah. What do airports look like? Okay, so who wants to go first with the little catch-up session? Beep, 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 beep. Let's go with Rachel because she's not on. She doesn't. She doesn't sit behind a mic that very often. We should do like and a spin the bottle kind of. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we do. We have a water bottle. We have a water bottle. Spin the ayataka. <laughs> this is not a paid post, by the way. Yeah, like, but know. hey, ayataka. Wait, who owns ayataka? 
Can we check? Yo's, right? Is it, not is it yours? Coca-Cola. Oh, is it Coca-Cola? Coca-Cola owns Wait. no sugar tea. <laughs> Wait. Are you serious? No, the, what's it the company? It is Coca-Cola. F&N, is it? Oh, no, yeah, it's a part- Coca-Cola company. Oh, I didn't know that. It, I think they also own Dasani Water. They do. Coca-Cola, oh. man. Buy them stocks. I had no idea. I just assumed it was like F&N or something. I, in my mind, it's like a Japanese family running a tea farm and then they launched they, they Ayataka. Bottled- a billion bottles. <laughs> yeah. F&N owns Nutrisoy. What you're well? drinking, Josh? Da-da-da-da. You see F&N logo. Okay, but this one in support of Singapore Heart Foundation, so it's okay. <laughs> Very good. Yes, a good cause. Let's catch up with Rachel first. Okay, so Rachel you two A's. <laughs> have just moved in with your boyfriend. How long have you guys been together? 2019, so it's Start been a hot of the minute. pandemic. Yeah, it was a pre-pandemic. We've met your boyfriend. It's like your best friend. Pretty much, yeah. We met through um, my best friend from high school, actually. All best friends. Love mm-hmm. it. It was her brother. Yeah. Scandal. Yeah. We both have different versions of our story of getting together. But the long story short is he's very sweet. And he's now living in Singapore. And we live together. And it is very interesting i cannot stop gushing over this guy he is so handsome great sense of humor good friends knows how to like throw down a party yes oh you're so lucky josh what was your first impression of him i was hoping to score a date for myself (laughs) no you don't understand you don't understand let me explain the first time i met rachel's boyfriend i didn't know that was gonna be rachel's boyfriend because they were still like Mm low-key like infatuated by each other you thought he was gonna be your boyfriend i thought you know Mm. let me break it down so we met at one of those house party situations and i was feeling socially awkward so i was stepping out to the balcony for a cigarette and he just kept coming out, talking to me, making small talk. Ooh. You know, it's like, <laughs> so Josh, um, what's radio like? He's Is that ex- his voice? Accent. Is that his voice? <laughs> accent, man, accent. <laughs> so it's like, keeps trying to make banter and all that. Yeah, it keeps and, hitting on you. Yeah, and then Rachel mm, comes over. Exactly. <laughs> Rachel comes over and I'm about to tell her like, oh my God, who is this guy? What's his deal? And she's like, oh my gosh, this is who I wanted to introduce you, Josh, Ooh. for myself. <laughs> At that point, you all were already dating. No, they were like no. into each other. This oh. was like the day after our first date, actually. And Cute. he knew that Josh is a very good friend of mine. So he was trying to he was score trying to impress points. La. I see. I he was trying he was to butter you up. With mm. me. He wanted your approval. And you know oh. what? In that same breath, Josh also said, Hey, I think you both should date up. It worked out. Look, and yeah, look at you now. Yeah. He manifested, yes. basically. <laughs> and we're planning to do a trip um, in Thailand. And what's really funny is we're scrolling through Airbnb mm-hmm. and he found a message that he sent when he was in the UK and, and trying to stay then. I was in the UK as well. And he messaged this guy, this complete Airbnb stranger saying, oh, I'm in London to visit my girlfriend and blah, blah, blah. And this was like literally the week after Josh. This guy is crazy, <laughs> but um, completely sweet. And See, if I best. can't have him, then <laughs> you can. Yeah, <laughs> well, We're very happy for you. And you've now taken that big leap of faith to move in together. What's the experience been like so far? It's been amazing. We both feel so at home. Obviously, when you move in with someone for the first time, you know, there's troubleshooting as well, you Uh know, getting used to how people do things, how you clean things and all those expectations. But I could not imagine 
doing it with anyone else. Aww. Well, but I trust I mean, that she can, you know, because she's lived abroad. <laughs> like, she's lived on her own while yeah. she was in Melbourne. But it's another thing when you're living with your lover. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Oh, because things, <laughs> we all know how things could go very much downhill, right? A lot of couples moving together and then they start arguing and they start talking about the toilet seat and whether mm-hmm. like the toilet paper should be like from under or over. She's you looking know? at me because when I stayed in Melbourne with her, I kept messing up the whole toilet seat. The I toilet was seat so thing. upset, man. It was very frustrating. I still don't get this. I mean, I'm clearly on chem guy here, but right. with the toilet seat thing, I'm yeah. like, just if you put want it, it down, down just like, put it down. La. It's like, like one action. Yeah, like but that's what they the say toilet. to us as well. You should <laughs> be then, thankful that we lift the seat up then? because you're going to sit on the... Because I'm telling you, a lot of guys... Can I We say this from my experience. Mm-mm. Yeah. Or maybe they aim well, but there's, there is um, collateral yeah. damage. There's collateral damage. A bit of splashback. Yeah, some people don't bother to wipe the seat after. So, so you should do put you a really want to be sitting on our pee? at the back of your toilet. <laughs> You're familiar with penises. They just work differently from vaginas. Okay, thank you very much. Next. Hashtag familiar with penises. No. Are you not? <laughs> okay, I do have questions though about living together with your partner. I'm also planning to move into a place uh, with your partner. Well, it's it's not going to be like that. I'm moving in with my best friend. We're both going to find a place together. We've for the past five six years fantasized the idea of having a gay house, Ooh. like a lighthouse for other people like us, where we can you know be ourselves with whoever we're dating with our partners, or also have friends over and and. We've never been able to like, hey, come over to our house, whether it be mine or his, right? Mm. So we want to be able to do that for each other as friends. And if my partner wants to come by once in a while and stay over, no pressure, no obligation. So I do have questions for Rachel. Mm-hmm. Okay, the snoring situation. I apparently snore. I didn't know I snore. Does he snore? Do you snore? How do you work that out? Is that even an issue? Not really. Um, I think the bigger issue is I'm a heavy sleeper and he's not. I like to like play a bit of Wordle, watch some videos before I go to bed. But if he wants to go to bed first, I can't. Any little thing will wake him up. Yeah. Oh. Light sensitive, everything. But you know mm. what? When you're staying with someone, you really love them. Yeah, you figure it out. Troubleshooting. Slip him a melatonin or something. <gasps> Don't drug your partner. <laughs> I'm not saying drug. I'm saying... <laughs> that is a drug. Ask him to consume it voluntarily. I'm not saying like slip mm-hmm. it to his... Jo- okay, mm-hmm. I, I guess I did say that. <laughs> you did back. say that. <laughs> okay. And have you become... So this is something that I find very fascinating. A couple of my friends who moved in with their partner, spouse, wherever it may be, they end up realizing they turn into their mom. Like, do you find yourself cooking, cleaning, doing the things the way your mom does or speaking like your mom? It's just like a phenomenon that I've heard of. (laughs) (laughs) My mom's different. No, no. Well, okay, in different ways. Why are you trying underwear on the floor? What the hell? (laughs) Hey, you don't let that. So I grew up with my mom being a boss woman, like going to work. And actually my dad stayed at home um, looking after us growing Ah. up. So... I'm used to seeing like a very shared, you know, sharing the workload and and sharing that situation. So that's my expectation, like going in, like we share the housework, we're both hardworking, we're doing our own thing. And it's been very much like that. Like we have our own workspaces. When we need to, we both take the load of washing here or there, run the vacuum. Oh my gosh, the biggest lifesaver ever. Y'all need to consider this. We got a robot vacuum cleaner. I've heard of those. Oh, I you need to. Yes, I don't trust I it. I already have one of those. I actually bought it for my family home and it's so my mom good. and dad love it. Black Mirror, no. Yeah. Why? It mops as well. I it's don't so trust good. It. And then you 
Honestly, that's the thing that happens when you move into your own place. You just get obsessed with like cleaning products and weird Amazon and gadgets, things. Yeah. yeah, gadgets on Shopee. Like, mm, yeah. But my number one tip would be to buy a present for your neighbors. What? Get that neighbor yeah. goodwill going. When we um, moved into the place, the first thing I did was I bought a tea set for every single neighbor who like lived on my floor because you know you never know when you're gonna have like a noisy friend over. This you is a very play music. Thing. Sorry. It's Excuse it's, me, I'm very Singaporeans, we don't know. Singaporeans, we don't do I such things. It's, okay. it's very uh, Wisteria Lane, Desperate yeah, 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 Housewives. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, Ooh, I'm re-watching hi. Desperate Housewives. Hi, I'm Brie and I made you a muffin. <laughs> like, yeah, it does not work in Singapore. Singapore, and, and, and you're living in a condo. Very different in HDB, okay? Actually, it's back true. in the day, you know, there was Goto Royal and like Kampung Spirit, everything like that. Like, Midway through, something be, happened. Something happened. We lost that. People started locking their doors, I know, closing I, their doors crime on watch. each other. The moment they started showing <laughs> Crime Watch on Channel 5, everyone started being scared of each other. And paranoid, right? Yeah, it's like, uh, I'll pass by my neighbors sometime, you know, as they're like stepping out of the house, we're going to share the lift together. And the most awkward moments happen there. So you're going to work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's never, it's not yeah. yes or whatever. Yeah. It's like, mm. There was a new neighbor that moved in right next to us, right? I was like, hey, um, I'm Josh, I'm your neighbor. Ah, uh, then? Ah, <laughs> uh, then. You tell me for what? <laughs> I was just like, oh, okay, well, have yeah. a great day, sir. What do you want from me? <laughs> exactly. Well, it's no. good that you have neighbors who are like... Yeah. Fun. We have actually gone to Rachel's place for housewarming. It's it was like a really adorable thing. I have had friends who've done this where the house is not fully furnished yet, and then everyone just tap out food. You just sit on the floor and eat. Except for Rachel's place, everything was already there and perfect. Yes, she had like all her tables and chairs and like furniture, turntable, a coffee machine. Yeah, she's the kind she'll walk around be like, so I want to put a painting here. That's Rachel. All from very reputable sources. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Expat living groups in on Facebook. Yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> we are like, hey, I want to put a poster here. She's yeah. like, oh, I want a painting. I want a painting. I still I want don't have a painting, by the installation. way. <laughs> and then eventually she's like, Josh, you know what? Instead of a painting, I'm just going to put up a projector and I will project paintings. I'm like, That's very good. Wow, look at you going all digital. <laughs> Honestly, like, you know. it's just cheaper, man. <laughs> no, but all I'm trying to say, I mean, are we surprised again? Like, you know, Rachel's on top of her PR. She's yes. on top of... She's just on top of shit. She's the most put together out of the three of us, let's face it. We need that. Are you we sure? Yeah. You are, you are. Um, but you're such a great host and I would love to come over again. Thanks for donating your little glass table to me. Yes. Yes. Yeah, for I, my place. I gave you. a little gift to Sam Joe, which was a table that used to be my office table. Yeah, I guess yeah. that's my housewarming gift, right? Yeah. Your housewarming gift to me. I'm definitely going to ask Rachel out for like sushi because I want to pick your brain on the whole process of renting and all that. I still don't know much about that. I just came back from Seoul, Korea and that was like the training situation for my boyfriend and I before we even think about the whole moving in together thing, right? Because I realized how tough it was on the second or third day mm. where I was just like, I'm so used to seeing my boyfriend for like two to three hours at a time. He works a lot. Y'all know that he works a lot. Like his whole life is centered around his job. He runs a company. Um, so when I see him, it's for like supper, dinner, the rare occasion he can come by and pick me up after our recording. Yeah, sex. Uh, oh, wait, wait. But sorry, I've... sorry, sorry. 377 ain't not repeat yet. Yeah. <laughs> y'all, I hope y'all did the survey, okay? I did the survey. 
Yay! You did a reach survey. Did you do the reach survey? Yes, I Josh. did. Okay, I did. It was a bit much. intense, by the way, that survey, because right. like they, it wasn't one of those like multiple choice kind of situation. Are they like, oh, you've been bullied? How? Yeah. I'm like, oh shit. Please give I us some example. I'm like, I want to send a link to our podcast. Yeah, it's like right. So for those of us who are not too familiar, reach is actually the Singapore government's feedback unit, mm. and from time to time they consult Singaporeans on national and social issues. They recently ran a public survey on LGBT plus issues as well as section 377a um, of the penal code in less than 24 hours they got like thirty thousand submissions yeah and, incredible and it kind of like prompted them to close the survey early we crashed the internet apparently is it we, we? or is it some others we we don't know oh, oh. we don't know um, you know, we don't know what exactly, who exactly are these 30,000 people who responded to the survey. But I think I speak for the three of us, you know, mm-hmm. in saying that we hope that um, it was actually members of the LGBTQ community as well as allies because a this- lot of it called for, if you identify as LGBT+, the survey actually had more questions for you. Mm. But you notice that, right? You yeah. click like I identify as LGBT plus. Immediately, the survey expanded to like you know ask you about your personal experiences, whether you face discrimination, and so on and so forth. Everyone at the end of the day got asked the same question at the end, like whether three seven seven A should be repealed, and they were also asked why. So there were a lot of like open ended questions. What was that experience like for you guys? Like, what what did it? <sighs> Firstly, like seeing the survey and feeling like you know you're being asked this. Yeah. Like, and also like going through the process of writing down your experience. What was it like? I was honestly a little bit cautious about it. I didn't think it would be that way. I think if I wasn't doing this podcast, I'd be like, yeah, finally, let's fill this up. But because we have been doing a lot on our part in our capacity, and we've also been trying to navigate what is the right thing to do and when to do or say the things that feel is right. I was just like, who wants to know? my story and why should I tell you my story and what you're going to do with my story, right? I think especially on this podcast, we have talked about the importance of sharing your story, but we also have been reflecting on who we share our stories to because our stories are precious, right? Mm. And to recount especially moments in your life where you've been discriminated against, treated unfairly, and then write it out for this invisible whoever is going to be reading this, that was tough. So I only filled it up Two hours before it actually closed. I didn't know it was going to close at noon. Wow, in the nick of time. But I told myself, I have to do it. I'm just going to trust this is going to go where it needs to go. I'm going to wake up in the morning. That's the first thing I'll do. I'll finish it. I'll submit it. And whatever happens, if someone Mm. knocks down the door and arrests me, I don't know what it is going to be like for us. But I'm just going to, at least I did my part. Yeah, I speak for myself and a lot of my friends because this was going around on Telegram, on WhatsApp and Instagram even. It was a lot of people from the community saying like, fill this out. When I forwarded it on, like people were like, mm. is this spam? Right. Is this legit? Are you sure it's really the Singapore government? And then it went on to, okay, I guess this is legit because you could see the URL and, and everything, right? But then why are they suddenly asking us, you know? Like, what prompted this? Because, like, it's not very often that they do a survey like that. I think it's so interesting as well that it seems like all of you guys discovered it from word of mouth from someone else in the community. Yes. I don't know what's going to happen with it, but I hope it's good. I really hope so. And I really hope that, Josh, I agree with you. Like, it was quite... It was actually quite emotionally draining for Mm. me to fill out a survey. Mm. You know, at the start, it says that, okay, this will take 10 minutes to fill. I took, like... 
I would say half an hour to 45 minutes yeah. because I was typing in examples of like what daily life is like for a gay person in Singapore. Yeah, because it's such a general question, right? Treat it unfairly, how? I'm how? like, okay, we can go into education, what the experience is like at home. We can talk about it socially. We can talk about it at work. Yeah. We can talk about censorship in the media. Mm. It, there's so many aspects of it. I, I think of friends who've moved away from Singapore, the, the amount of people that Singapore has lost because of 377A. So all that just came flooding back. back yeah. And I had to like remind myself, okay, I'm just gonna write from my experience i'll keep it there but i remember feeling so tired after that i was like okay this is definitely gonna take me more than 10 minutes but you know what if this could actually make some sort of a difference what is 45 minutes you know what i mean what's 45 minutes of my time mm-hmm. and and i think even movements like ping dot and everything were were reminding people that this is not this is not a numbers game you know take the time to give qualitative feedback if they want to know what our lives have been like Like, let's tell them. And actually, having this podcast helped me. Like, it gave me the confidence to go, look, a lot of my stories (laughs) and a lot of my experiences, personal experiences with being gay are already out on this podcast. Like, you know, it's on Spotify, it's on Apple Podcasts. And that took a risk. I'm like, and this is an anonymous survey. So even if for some reason, like, you know, it gets traced to me, I don't, you know what? I don't care. This is not about me this is much larger than me yeah and so that actually having this podcast actually gave me the confidence to go there's really nothing to lose and yeah. and i think our lives have been like that for so long we're faced with discrimination we've seen like you know our friends getting gay bashed and we uh you know um have slurs like thrown at them in the schoolyard and everything even in army or like in a workplace or whatever we've like, covered a lot- so much of it in our catalog as well and it's not just being gay you know yeah. there's the trans experience as well and what ca- that can be like as well for people here in singapore exactly so you know what if they're asking us and they want our honest opinion then we're going to give it we're going to yeah. tell them our stories like you know even if it means filling out a form and as heckin unicorn also kind of like put it quite succinctly in uh yusheng's Instagram post. Should the rights of minorities be dependent on what the public thinks? Shouldn't it be dependent on what is right mm. per se? But we could go on and on about this. But yeah. what I'm trying to say is that it was emotionally draining, but at the end of the day, like I think for a lot of us we decided to do it because it's like what do we have to yeah. lose? It was a bit sus though, because they were asking what your monthly income was. Be honest, did you tell like the correct amount? Because honestly, I was just like, hmm, I could earn $10,000 a month. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and they want to know like our occupation as well. So that was the part that made me go like, why'd you got to know that? So I think for a lot of these surveys, like they have to cut the data right, and right, right. segment it. You can't really look at Singapore as a whole monolith sometimes. So they might want to break, break it down by like, you know, by various social economic factors and stuff like that. So I can see why they would do that. Whether or not there's another reason behind it, I don't know that's all speculation i don't think we want to go there but there's no shame in telling people how much i earn and anyway by the way i'm not sure not a lot of people realize this but if you scroll all if you scroll all the way down there's actually a prefer not to say option so you could have opted for that josh damn it you don't have to tell everyone they're earning 10k a month thank you very much allow just because like you know your company recently gave everyone a pay bump don't have to flaunt it okay If there's one thing that I do want to say, though, as a straight ally, Mm. that's why listening to stories is so important because I've had so many LGBTQ plus friends growing up in my whole life. But being a part of this podcast and hearing so many different stories, like it's opened my eyes to so much color and nuance and complexities that in my day to day, I never would have come across. And Josh, we've been friends for so long. Yeah. 
and being able to hear, like have the privilege to hear and be invited into these this part of all of your lives is incredible. So if anything, I hope straight allies out there will take away, you got to listen to more stories. Don't wait for the survey. Yeah, and amplify, you know, like your your work that you've done on this podcast is incredible. Um, your allyship matters so much um, to us. And, and there are many times where, you know, we feel like with the survey, like, oh, I can't, I can't do this. And then people like you remind us, yes, you have to, you know, and I'm going to be right here with you. And then your allyship is very important. Yeah, we love you, Rachel. Yes. <laughs> I run Snap for Rachel. Yes. Okay. Hey, we've been... Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, anyway, we've been digressing. <laughs> like, you know, it was an important <laughs> tangent to go off on, yes. but you were talking about your career trip, All right, Josh yeah. and your boyfriend. Yeah, that went well. That went really well, actually. I was like, how do I, like, keep a conversation going throughout the entire day? And then I think I learned to just, okay, you want to use your phone, that's fine. You know, so like you, Rachel, you are a heavy mm. sleeper. Your boyfriend's a light sleeper. We're both about the same. My pre-sleep ritual is watching video game gameplay. Mm. And he does not like video games. And he's on TikTok. I don't like TikTok. I don't understand the I don't TikToks. understand the TikTok. He would just scroll and scroll and scroll. I don't get it. And then he'd be like... <laughs> and I'm just like... <laughs> Hey, different strokes, different folks. Exactly. So, <laughs> oh, was it different folks, different strokes? So, you know what I mean. So, <laughs> I know what you mean. So then we learn to just be okay. That is your time, my time, and then when you're ready to turn in, I will turn in as well because I don't want to distract him or keep him up, you know. And actually, the snoring thing is quite funny because the moment I hear him snore, I'm like, okay, crap, I, I better turn off my phone. We'll plan out like, okay, who snores first? We won't keep the other person up. I mean, I'm just seeing you like beam yeah. from eye to eye because even off mm-hmm. mic, you have separately, you know, told me and Rachel that this trip has just been um, so transformative for yeah. yourself and of course for your relationship. And yeah. I think that that's actually, I think it points to the fact that in Singapore, I mean, yes, granted, you all have, you know, have your very busy working lives and everything. I know you're all, I mean, you all have to earn a living, right? Mm-hmm. Kim Kardashian says, you you know, just get up and work. <laughs> Which, which is what you do right, every day. Right, yeah. And you're so busy with your everyday lives and everything. And on top of that, the both of you don't actually have like a little safe space or haven yes. to go to at the end of the day, at the end of a busy work day and just like, you know, spend quiet quality time with each other and like explore each other's quirks and like mm. bodies if it gets to that. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's and emotions and stuff like that. It's just, it's just all these things that going overseas, that's the beauty of it, right? Because yeah. I mean, obviously you have a, an Airbnb apartment or hotel room or whatever and suddenly you have so much time with each other and I think that I don't know I'm looking at you now and I just feel like I've never seen you so rejuvenated yeah. before yeah it, it was very very transformative you're right as much as there's the awkward moments here and there throughout the day and learning how to navigate that actually I really do appreciate the fact that I get to wake up in the morning and he's right next to me and we'll say good morning sunshine and very Aww. cheesy but it's meant to be a bit cheeky you know and then like it's just really sweet you know and, and mm. I also noticed a lot of my instincts that I don't usually, um, that don't usually come out of me came out during the trip where I was like, okay, you're going out of the house. Let me make sure that he has his Apple watch and make sure it's charged already. I got to make sure the power bank is charged. So in case he needs it, I'll put it in my backpack and I'll bring our passports as well. I'll keep it in my secret compartment in case we want to get tax free. <laughs> 
So all that came out of me and I really adored that. And you know, the second last day, like, okay, remind him that he has to pack and some of his stuff he just left lying around. I was like, okay, make sure he doesn't forget all these things. I really like that aspect of myself that didn't come out while I was in Singapore. As queer people here in Singapore, it's not often that we have these spaces available for us. He can't just come over to my house. In order to even simulate that, we have to spend money, a lot of money for staycations. Mm. That's why a lot of queer people do these kind of staycations or go on vacations together. Yeah. In a public venue, you don't really feel the most comfortable holding hands or like being intimate with each other. For sure. Expressing love for each other. Yeah, I mean, now that you're back in Singapore, like you, you talked about the trip being training wheels in a sense for your relationship yeah well i hope to rent a place with my best friend right okay and i hope that whenever he wants to come over we have an option available uh where we can have like stayovers dinners with the friends and he can be completely himself with me because that is still a hurdle unfortunately in singapore such a cock block honestly (laughs) speaking of cock block it is time for us to segue to Jojo Sam Claire. You gotta wait, Sam you gotta do the hi, I'm Jojo Sam Claire. I'm 31 years old from Singapore. <laughs> do it! You I, have to why? Yeah. Because I'm a theater queen, a comedy queen. None of these bitches will see me coming. No, I'm so I'm so like <laughs> embarrassed. I'm so embarrassed. Hello, Singapore. I am Jojo Sam Claire. I am 33 years young and I am here to party. That's your entrance <laughs> monologue. Yes. And serve you tiger beer if you're thirsty. <laughs> Let's talk about Jojo Sam Claire. Who is Jojo Sam Claire? She is that strong, independent woman. Most likely has her own business. Mm-hmm. And you may think that is Rachel Defoe, but actually, <laughs> I'm sorry, girl, you have competition. <laughs> Jojo is actually my drag persona that I created for this little competition that I did for Commotion, which is a drag show organized by Becca DeBus. We've had her on. She's absolutely brilliant. Yes. Becca actually put out this open call to say that she was running a drag contest over two nights at the start of March. She wanted people who have never performed you know, on the riot or commotion stage before. And at that point, I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. It's like, you know, you are opening the floor up to like new talent and everything. I mean, let's face it, a lot of us watch Drag Race and we wish we were the queens. All of us are armchair critics to some extent, I mean, we saw the signs. I think back to the episode where we played that little game with Kennedy. We pulled out different looks from your Instagram and we all like talked about it, right? Because you love Mm. dressing up. You're a very crafty queen. Yes. But you silently quietly took part and next moment social media blew up uh, if you haven't followed sam joe already hilarious instagram handle sam joe exotic is it <laughs> <sighs> i'm always about the people have been cancelled but yeah and then now you're a track queen oh my yeah. gosh i'm just so upset like we couldn't get tickets yeah like, josh and i were like yes we want to go when can we get tickets i saw this in korea can you imagine the shock on my <laughs> i was just like what the heck i've been away for four days and this is what happens i i don't know how but it just sold out so far so we we need a return I did not get to meet her. I'm really sorry that a lot of you couldn't come see it because by the time I got around to trying to publicize the event on mm. Instagram or whatever, like because of COVID seating and, and all that, like right. you know, there were only 50 tickets available. So 
things got snapped up. And I mean, you think about like there were other contestants as well, right? Um, but just think of it that way. Your very first show was sold out. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, we're not talking about like National Stadium. We're not talking about soon, like Madison soon. Square Garden. <laughs> Can I know about the name though? Jojo Sam Clair? What yeah. was that inspired from? Interesting thing is... Um, I had to retcon this name a little bit because initially it just came up as a joke after one of my karaoke sessions at a friend's place. For some reason, we were talking about like, if you ever, you know, go into drag or like, you know, had to develop a drag persona, what would your name be? I was actually toying with a few options and then I asked my friend, you know, as I was leaving his place, actually, I was like, what, what, you know, what would you call me? So and Kennedy he, gave you Samantha Jones. Yeah, I mean, yes. <laughs> I because, love Samantha. Because Kennedy is so creative <laughs> like that. Um... <laughs> yeah, Kennedy is one of those like dear friends of ours and like I call him Kendra, he calls me Samantha and I, I love that. But I felt like Samantha Jones, no, because that's Kim Cattrall, you know, we let her have that. She's not coming back to the series anymore, so And just like that. We'll, and just like that. <laughs> and just like that. So we we'll just let her keep her legacy and I needed to find my own legacy. And my friend was like as I was leaving his place after karaoke, he was just like, You're Sam Joe, right? Jojo Sam Claire. And for some reason it had a ring to it. I was like, Oh, that's a nice one. And I didn't actually think I would get to use it. It. And mm-hmm. then this competition came up And the deadline was like Boom That very week And there I was Sitting in front of my computer Like had no time to consult anyone I was literally like What is my drag name gonna be? Like you know Is it gonna be Samantha Jones Samantha Josephine Once upon a time I actually toyed with the idea Of like Mulan Rouge But Mulan as in M-U-L-A-N <laughs> Like the Disney princess Because <laughs> like you know To pay homage to my Chinese heritage And everything But I looked it up on Instagram once And some bitch already has that Oh um, but she's great She's very talented and, and beautiful And all of that So kudos to her So I didn't want to be A copycat And then Jodo Sinclair Just had that ring to it And so Where's Claire from? I just wanted to sound Expensive right? Oh. Blair St. Clair I do declare So it's something Along those lines But As I walked into The dressing room On competition day mm-hmm. Like one of the other queens Polly Amory <laughs> You know, our dear Stephanie Dogfood, basically. Shout out to Polyamory. Yes, shout out to Polyamory. Um, she was like, oh my goodness, your name is totally from like Jojo Sinclair, right? And I was like, who? Jojo who? Because I know of Jojo the singer, and I know of Jojo <laughs> Siwa, Dan's moms and everything. I didn't know Jojo Sinclair, but I was like, that name, why does that name sound so familiar? And so I googled her on the spot, and I realized that, oh my goodness, she's actually, once upon a time, she was this like... um model slash like bodybuilder who Ooh. actually won like Ooh. a championship before and represented Singapore. Yeah. Oh. So she's actually this like icon. And then she got caught for doping. So Oh <laughs> So without knowing you kinda just ended up manifesting Jojo St. Clair, but now as Sam Clair. Sinclair, yeah. Her, her, Sinclair. her last name's actually Sinclair. Ah. Mm. Yeah. Because apparently she married into a, the, the Sinclair family in Singapore. I'm guessing Eurasian or something like that. I just thought the whole Jojo part was a reminder that your name is Sam Joe. Joe. It's just a play, it was just like a wordplay on my name as well, mm-hmm. right? And the performance, of course, you came out as the tiger beer auntie that we see very often at coffee shops. So it was so brilliant to see that part of Singapore culture represented in drag. I was like, oh my gosh, this is the perfect character <laughs> to bring so out. Good. And there was also one that I was like, oh my gosh, that's Sam Joe doing Sam Joe on what? Instagram taking off. You did a full striptease, Violet Tchotchke style. I didn't. I, 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 I didn't show Violet my dick. <laughs> that that is I showed another dick, but that was a dildo, by the way. Contrary to popular belief, 
That was actually a dildo. Don't ask me why I have a dildo, but I just do. At the moment I saw any kind of shaft, I just quickly clicked away. I was just like, nope. Really? Are you allergic to penises? No, I was just like, Don't not. Bluff, I like. just don't want to see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just so, because the dildo is bigger than yours. <laughs> <laughs> Let me remind you, it's Joshua Simon XL. So anyway, <laughs> the moment I saw that performance on Insta Story, living vicariously through your friends cheering you on in that theater, I was like, okay, Jojo Sam Clare is going to be a lip sync assassin. You're going to make people laugh. You're going to show us people that we also recognize from Singapore. That is, of course, if you keep doing drag. Are you going to? I hope so. Never in my wildest dreams did I expect that I would take to the stage and with a drag persona. I mean, I've done various forms of like amateur drag before. Like, you know, I've dressed up in costumes. Like it could have been for a concert or like a theme party or for Halloween. Yeah. But it was never for like a, a performance mm-hmm. or like a competition setting. Um, and so I actually had to learn a lot of things from scratch. Like, drag performance is a totally different art. It's one thing to, like, watch RuPaul's Drag Race and go, like, oh, you know, this queen could have done that better. Like, you know, oh, this lip sync, this is a clear winner and everything. But when you're actually doing it yourself, and that's what I realized taking part in this competition, I think my biggest takeaway is, like, I didn't think it was possible, but I have even more respect for the art of drag now. I had a privilege of meeting all these queens. Some of them were, like, newcomers. Some of them were more seasoned who just put their heart and soul into the performances and into the preparation behind it. Like, so many of them made their own costumes. Can you believe it? Um, I don't even know how to sew. That's something that I want to accomplish this year. And when you compare my makeup and theirs, it's clear that, like, you know, I'm still a dude slapping on some sort of makeup from... Yeah, but... Some sort of makeup from Sephora. How did you feel, though? How did you feel when you were on that stage in drag? I felt so happy. That's all. Yeah. I, I, I feel like I hadn't been so happy in, in such a long time. And and it helped me unlock a little something in myself. It made me realize that I just really miss performing. I'm thankful to have had some opportunities over the years, like acting in plays and stuff like that, and performing for like private functions and stuff like that. But to be on that stage, especially the first night, as luck would have it, like, I'm sorry, Becca, but, you know, Becca got COVID and then I got to perform a second time. Right, that's when a lot of my friends could come see me. But the first night, it was the competition night. It was actually I was performing to a room full of strangers. I actually had no idea who they were. Right. But the moment I was out and the moment the spotlight was on, it was autopilot. Yeah, sure. I didn't like execute my choreography or like lip syncing perfectly. It didn't go quite as planned in some cases. Like in the second number, you know, my headdress fell off sooner than expected. I had a wardrobe malfunction. In fact, I didn't even get to put on like a lot of my accessories that I prepared because I ran out of time. But I don't know. At at that point, it didn't seem to matter at all. It just felt like it was enough that I was there on stage brightening up someone else's day. Like it really felt like that that, that way. And and I felt like, you know what? I could do this for the rest of my life and I would be happy. Like really... It made me feel on top of the world and I, I'm so glad that I took a leap of faith and... Went for it. Went for it, You, you yeah. remind me so much of Shangela. The Why? first time we saw Shangela because all the things that you just said, you know, I, I may not know how to sew, I may not know how to do all the other stuff that these seasoned drag queens can do, but there was always something about Shangela that we could not look away from and she was always a boss on stage. She always commanded the room because she's what? A professional, right? <laughs> and every time, Shangela kept coming back better than ever and then she ends up 
at the Oscars, A Star's Born alongside Lady Gaga, having her own HBO show. I, I, I kind of see you as like that. Like, I think in time, it's great that there's still so much for you to learn because then there's so much to challenge yourself with. But the main thing is that that spark that you have, you're going to need that because that is the fuel for all the other stuff. All the other stuff you can learn. Yeah. And speaking of spark, I don't know, just hearing both of you share about these like major like life milestones, seeing both of you smile like that, I don't know, it just really like really brightens my day oh you know what i thought was gonna happen i thought she was like you know speaking of spark i'm pregnant (laughs) (laughs) what in the world i'm joshua simon i'm sam joe and we are the The sg Boys. boys that little gay podcast from singapore subscribe and find us on instagram at the SG Boys. The beliefs, views, and opinions expressed on this podcast are attributable to its hosts only and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, organization, company, or individual.